Hello, my name is Mariah Lopez, and I'm with my colleague Paul Acosta. We are in Anthropology 391 with Professor McGuire. Um, today, we will be talking about the social exchange theory. First, we will explain what the social exchange theory is, how it came to be. Secondly, we will explain the four key elements and the five principles that pertain to the social exchange theory. The social exchange theory is a social psychological theory that is based on social life. The theory's purpose is to explain and interpret society in terms of relationships and interactions. It is based on rewards versus costs by using a cost-benefit analysis model. Some relationships social exchange theory can be seen are in romantic relationships, friendships, workplace behavior, organizational management, business decisions, social power, leadership, politics, consumer purchasing decisions, and television viewing decisions. To fully understand the social exchange theory, we must look into the history how it became a theory. There are four main people who shaped the theory and made it what it is today. Out of the four, each had their own work to make the theory for what it is with important pieces of information. The four involved in shaping this theory were George Hommans, John Thibault, Harold Kelly, and Peter Blau. The first founder of the social exchange theory was George Hommans. He believed relationships are formed by the use of internalized cost-benefit analysis. This process is driven internally and social behavior is an exchange of goods, material, goods, non-material, goods such as approval and prestige. Hommans was deeply interested in the psychology of instrumental behavior behind the social exchange theory. It can be seen in his work for developing the theory. Then came Peter Blau, which described the social exchange theory as a voluntary actions of individuals that are motiva- motivated by the returns they are expected to bring and typically do in fact bring from others. Peter can be seen as helping the social exchange theory with an economic and utilitarian perspective. John Thibault and Harold Kelly tackled social exchange theory with backgrounds in sociology and economics. They are credited with solidifying the theory. Thibault and Kelly created two assumptions about the theory. These two assumptions are based on human nature and the nature of human relationships. There are four key elements to social exchange theory. The first one is rewards. Rewards is defined by credits resulting from specific social behaviors. There are different interpretations of rewards. People put value on different objects. 
There is also fluidity of rewards, which means the reward fluctuates in value dependent on satiation or scarcity. Satiation is frequent and has less value. Scarcity raises the value since it is not as frequent. For example, let's say Tom is always getting Bob coffee. Tom appreciates the coffee more when he is tired, but the value of the coffee is depreciated because he gets it every day, as opposed to getting a seasonal coffee. Social rewards are categorized into extrinsic and intrinsic rewards. Extrinsic rewards have a cost. Being gifted a gift card for hard work throughout the year. Intrinsic social rewards is a good feeling about yourself. For example, being praised for how well you did on a presentation. Number two would be cost. This is defined by time and effort. Costs are fluid. Costs are variable and sometimes intangible, such as time. For example, if Tom is giving up a holiday for work, he doesn't get to spend time with his family. The third one would be profit. Profit is defined by the balance of reward and cost. There are two types of profits, negative and positive. Negative is when the reward is less than the cost. Positive is when the reward is greater than the cost. An example of this would be Tom giving up his holiday and not spending time with his family is a negative profit. But if he prefers getting paid holiday pay as opposed to spending time with his family, then it is a positive profit because the reward is greater than the cost. The fourth one is equity, also known as distributive justice, where the reward should be equal should equal the cost. The more cost, the more reward we expect. A example would be if Tom is working two holidays in one year, he may expect a holiday bonus. This also depends on the partnership and exchanges between the parties based on their abilities. The five principles to the social exchange theory are beginning with the first principle is that social behavior can be explained in terms of cost for rewards and exchanges. For example, is it worth it? Behaviors of individuals are influenced by the value of rewards or costs. The second principle is maximizing rewards and minimizing costs in order to obtain the best profit. The third principle would be social interaction involving two parties, which is an interdependent relationship. And this is when the relationship is equal rewards with interaction. And it means that the relationship is mutually reliant, meeting or exceeding rewards. If one becomes more dependent or independent, the relationship then becomes non-mutual. The fourth principle can be used to explain developmental and management of interpersonal relationships. There are five reasons that we choose to interact. We will use a relationship 
between a manager and an employee to depict the five reasons we choose to interact, which is in the fourth principle of the social exchange theory. Number one would be outcomes. This is defined as the end products and the final costs. The outcome in this relationship is that the employee has a job and the manager has someone to work a shift. Number two would be comparison level, which is basically what you give and what you get out of this relationship. And it compares the relationships of what you've had and that you're more likely to stay in a relationship if the relationship meets or exceeds your expectations. For example, the manager has certain expectations of the employee and if the employee is slacking on her job, then the manager might want to find an employee better equipped to fulfill the manager's expectations. Number three would be comparison levels for alternatives, which is what could be instead of what is. This takes into consideration any and all relationships and compares the costs and rewards in order to better suit you. So, for example, if the employee was previously employed with a manager that did not expect much from her, but paid him very well, very well, the employee might compare her new job with the one she currently has now. And if she feels that the new job is too demanding with less pay, she might feel inclined to go back to her old job. Number four would be forecasted reward and cost. This just means that your relationship continues to stay the same or to grow. The amount of time the relationship is in effect is taken into account as well. For example, if the employee is slacking for too long, it might be perceived as a pattern from her manager and the manager might not want to work with her in the future. And number five would be the cumulative rewards and costs this would be the overall costs and rewards in the entire relationship. An example of this would be if the employee is tardy regardless of the reason, but is usually never tardy, the manager may dismiss it because the employee has shown great attendance since she started working. The fifth principle explains how social exchange social exchanges affect the relationships among members of groups and organizations. This would essentially mean the evolution of the relationship. In this particular example, it would be the manager and the employee becoming friends after work. Some critiques of the theory would be the presumption that people make rational decisions unconscious world perception and how much emotion plays into our interactions and relationships one person who has widely critiqued the social exchange theory is katherine miller the three main points she criticizes are number one that the theory reduces impersonal interaction to a rational process Number two, since the theory was created in 1970, it therefore invites openness into the ideas of theory. And the third one is the relationship part of the theory suggests 
that relationships are looking for intimacy and are linear. Catherine believes that this is not always the ultimate goal of relationships. Now that we have explained the social exchange theory, we might be able to answer the questions regarding the decisions we make and why we make them using the cost-benefit model and why we often feel negative feelings towards someone when we have given more into a relationship than them. Thank you for listening to our podcast and I hope you learned something new about the social exchange theory.